Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Jackson State University, we're not just focused on today, our students are building tomorrow. The JSU Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship is redefining education, a vanguard of technological innovation. This is what the future looks like. This is what tomorrow holds. Learn and teach, research, build and grow. Jackson State University, become who you're meant to be. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. You know who it is, this is your main man, Ken Clark. Back in the booth with my compadres, Mike B and the big Aristotle. What's going on, fellas? What's good, Ken? What's good, Mike B? What's good, V.I. Love? What's good, Ken? What's good, the Big A? Tiger fans, what's up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're 10-0, fellas. What's up, man? We're 10-0, man. First time in school history. Now, last time we was on, it was the first time in school history. We was 9-0, but now we're 10-0. We're going hit the real double digits, and we got one more game to finish an absolutely perfect season. Eh. You know, was it really perfect? About a record is perfect, so we're going to take it. But, fellas, we're going to do something a little different. Okay. I'm excited about this one, man. We want to give a huge Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Congratulations to our very own Aubrey Miller, number 45, linebacker, on his recent Senior Bowl invitation, and it has been accepted. Hey, man, Aubrey. Must deserve. Must deserve. And to, to honor Aubrey, we want to play that video that uh, we played on the page. We're going to get it started, and we're going to kick the show off uh, uh, after this video. Thank you. Look, Mobile. Gave me a great start. Mobile is a place where the senior bowl is. Mm -hmm. And I found out today oh. that we got one guy on this team. Mm -hmm. One guy on this team. Mm -hmm. One guy on this team mm -hmm. going to get an invite to the senior bowl. Okay. Who it is? Who it is? Come on now. Bobby Man, I mean, all glory to God, man. I really don't know what to say right now. My head blown. I 
All right, man, fellas. Man, that was exciting, man. That was amazing. That was amazing. I got chills over here, man. I'm pumped up. And, hey, you know, we got a good relationship with Big Aubrey, man. It was good to see him on there. I, I know him. I've talked to him several times, fellas, and I know he's ecstatic about uh, Aubrey Miller Jr., man, uh, getting, getting a shot. This is He had a monster game this past uh, this last game against Alabama and Hey, he had, his stats were so off the chart. I'm going to make sure I don't mess this up. I'm going to read them, right? So Aubrey had listen, listen to this, y'all. He uh, not only did he get a recent senior bowl invite, but he's also the swag defensive player of the week, right? Had a season high 17 tackles, 17 tackles, nine solo, a fumble recovery, and a pass breakup. He was everywhere, man. And, and it could could it not have been a better spot for him to do this, fellas, to be in Mobile, Alabama, and the very place that he had a season high of tackles, he get you know the recent senior bowl invite. So I'll let y'all take it from there. That's my intro. What y'all got on it, man? Man, we, we what can you say after that, man? A wonderful season so far for Aubrey. And if you look from where he where he's come from when he first came to JSU and where he is now, I mean, you can't help but just be happy for the kid, man. Right. He's made, right. He's made some wonderful improvements to his game. I was so ecstatic and happy that he decided to stay another season. Uh, and try to conclude, you know, his senior year at Jackson State. And it's paying dividends for him right now, uh, especially with the amount of exposure that he's had. You know, he's had one heck of a season already. Uh, definitely the motor and probably the heart and soul of this defense playing that middle linebacker spot. I mean, I, I can't say enough for him, man. I'm proud of him. Uh, wonderful season, as I said. Um, all praise to the most high for that, man. But the guy's doing his thing, man. Guys doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just a testament to the, the growth and the maturation that he's made um, as a player and as, as a person since, since coming to, to Lynch Street. Uh, you know, we, we saw in the early stages, he, it, it was kind of a, a rocky start. You know, Coach Prime had to get on a little bit. But now, you know, he, he's doing great things. And for him to do that in Mobile, you know, to me, that's the purpose of, of, of classics, you know, to get that exposure. So it was great to see him go to Mobile. And then now to learn that he's going to be back to Mobile. Uh, and competing against the best of the best and having a great season so far playing lights out. You know, we had concerns about him. Well, not really concerns, but we talked about who would be defensive player of the year. And, right. you know, we knew Arby would be mm -hmm. a good candidate, but we have so much, so many talented players, it'll be hard for him to get those kind of numbers. But he's getting them anyway. So it's just a testament to uh, the game and how he's elevated himself. And, uh, and we'll see him on somebody's NFL roster next year. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely. definitely got Aubrey Pegg to be our next uh, NFL draft pick in the uh, 2023 draft. At least that's the expectation. But, like, I love the way the video starts off. The draft starts in Usually there's an extremely high probability you get invited to that game that you get drafted. Um, last season, when you look at the progression, you know, we had two that played in the uh, NFL PA Bowl, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, James Houston, C.J. Holmes had a chance to cover that game. And then you also had James Houston that made it over to the East-West Shrine Bowl. So the reason I wanted to touch on the Shrine Bowl because we do have another Jack State Tiger that got an invite to the East-West Shrine Bowl, Mr. Yep. Dallas Daniels, leading receiver on the team. Um, well, I got to look at the stats. I noticed Shane had a monster game uh, this past. He's had some good stats yeah. the past couple of weeks, uh, but Dallas kind of you know nursing the injury. But I want to say congratulations to Dallas Daniels, man. I mean, it's just been a absolute coach has called him since day one a pro. Mm -hmm. Way he goes about his business. 
Uh, you talk about Savion the same way Dallas, very familiar. I mean, very, very similar. Uh, one that does all the talking with how he goes about his business and how he plays on the field. And uh, when he didn't play, he was missed. You know, you, you, us not seeing four catching touchdowns, you know, catching passes from, from two, you know, that, that two to four combination. Um, but nevertheless, definitely happy that he got a chance to get that invite. And we expect there to be a few more announcements to come uh, by season's end, you know, possibly, you know, we, we hope Senior Bowl, but if not East West Shrine, maybe NFL PA Bowl or uh, definitely the HBCU Legacy Bowl. So we wanted to get that, get you guys uh, in and get a comment on uh, Dallas Daniels' uh, invitation. Yeah, for Dallas Daniels, man, one thing about him, you know, in 2021 we had uh, a talented roster of wide receivers. You know, we had Rucker, we had Wyvin, we had all these guys coming off this big season. And then Dallas Daniels just came in and he just emerged. Uh, like almost overnight, it was very quickly. It was uh, a buzz around the Jack State community. Like this kid, Dallas Daniels, you know that he's going to get some playing time. He looks real good. Right. Like, All right, whatever. You know, we'll see. And you know, he's lived up to it. He's lived up to the billing. So just for him to uh, emerge in that wide receiver room and, and come out as the number one wide receiver, uh, it just goes to show you the um, the, the the skill the skill set of this guy. So. Um, you know, as Coach Prime said, you know, he said, I know pros and this kid's a pro. So Love it's going to come to fruition. I, I still remember the um, the Instagram uh, video when he first arrived on campus and he was he was practicing and Prime shifted him from the twos to the actual the starting receiver group. Yeah. And he switched over mm -hmm. and you could tell then, you know, that the attitude that Prime had was like, you know, this kid got it like he got it. And, you know, we were probably a little bit, you know, of course we trust the coaches, but we were a little bit skeptical going into it because we were anxious to see what he could do. First game, I was like, yeah, yeah he's a pro. I mean, you could tell the attitude that he has, the demeanor, his disposition on the field, his route running capability, his hands, um, Mr. Reliable at that, you know, catching pretty much everything that comes his way. So, unfortunately, he had the injury in the last game against Southern, but, you know, I'm waiting for that bounce back week for him. And I think coming up against his all corn game is going to be a pretty good bounce back week for him. Absolutely, man. One thing I failed to mention in talking about, uh, you know, again, shout out to Dallas. And but I wanted to mention this because I, I, I don't want to be stoned for it. The fact that you had one other mobile. I want to make this mention and we'll move on from uh, we'll go back to Auburn. Right. You had um, Mr. Robert Brazil. Mobile, Alabama's finest, right? One of our Hall of Famers. How you know how 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 special was it that he was present and he was the one that actually made this announcement? He had, we know he had a hand in uh, getting this Gulf Coast Challenge revived and getting Jackson in that game. Uh, amazing turnout of events for for the weekend, um, and we'll we'll get into more of the football in just a minute. But I definitely don't want to pass this conversation without at least highlighting uh, Robert Brazil, who is heralded amongst. Uh, the JSU faithful. He's royalty. He's uh, one of our four Hall of Famers, and we definitely want to give a shout out to Doctor Doom, who made the announcement. Yeah, it's it's huge, um, and it's it's it was very impressive, and um, and considerate of Jackson State and the coaching staff to make sure that they were inclusive, um, to make sure that he had a presence, an opportunity to to be vocal with the team and to be a part of the team. And, you know, years back. I think that's some of the things that was missing was the camaraderie and the reaching back to the former Hall of Famers and players from years past to kind of be a vocal point of um, 
of maturation and um and and also just confidence building and chemistry with the players and to see it mesh and to see that building right now that continuity it's impressive and i and i commend everybody for being involved to make that type of inclusive effort known and in the forefront of what jsu is all about yeah and and to touch on it um the thing that's so remarkable to me is just to see it all come full circle like that you know mm-hmm. uh you know robert brazil being from mobile uh fire high school played there which a school that has a pipeline into jackson state and so for us to come here at the game that that he you know facilitated and get to move move the game from jackson to mobile then at the end of the game he makes the announcement of a player who's going to be in a senior bowl to have the opportunity to play in the nfl like he did same position uh and right right there in his hometown uh, right right there at that stadium so it was to me it was um it was a way of connecting the past with the present. And as Shaq said, that was something that was mentioned, missing, um, you know, within, within our organization, within our football program is, you know, connecting, you know, these guys who are legends to the guys who are coming in now. So it was, it was, that was just remarkable. Yeah. One last thing I'll say about it, uh, just to shout him out. I mean, he was there when they first arrived, shook every single player's hand, um, you know, definitely had a lot to, to say, and, and his presence is there. But not just this game, fellas. Dr. Doom's presence has been at every game. I don't think he's missed a game all season. And, I mean, just to see him being engaged, him sharing the conversation he and I very know Coach Prime had prior to Coach Prime taking the Jack State job, I thought it was just, um, you know, it was just amazing. We'd love to see more Jackie Slater as well as uh, more Lynn Barney. We'd love to get them over, you know, back to Jackson. And, and, and as active as possible, but uh, we definitely appreciate him and just kind of wanted to make sure we highlighted that before we moved on. Now that we got all that out of the way, this is football, man. We go ahead, we go into Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, Gulf Coast Challenge versus Alabama AM, who we hung 61 points on last year, fellas. And this team coming off a loss to Mississippi Valley, 30 to 20 loss. We all feeling like this is probably going to be a route. Right? We, we, we don't dominate them last season. This lost the Valley. Is this really going to be a game? And you look at the outcome of this game. We won 27 to 13 in a straight grinded out. It's a, it felt like a, a, just a mud bug slash just a, you know, just cement, cinder block feet. Just everything that possibly could have gone wrong felt like it went wrong. And in the end, we grinded it out. We call it character building games. Jackson State on top, 27-13, get the win, become 10-0. But yet it don't look like how we thought it was going to look. First reaction to the, the outcome of the game, and then we'll get into some of the meat and potatoes and some of the details of what we heard. Well, I, I called you immediately <laughs> after the game. <laughs> Right. I had some I had some choice words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. filter we, it now. You gotta filter right, it a little we, bit. And we not gonna you, you, you called me during the game. <laughs> right. Yes. I called Mike during the game and I called Kent, so I'm not gonna repeat those short words that we have. But but I, I will say this. And I told Ken this that game felt like the celebration bowl last year against South Carolina State. Yeah, it mm. felt like, as Ken said, it, it felt like everything that could go wrong did. But what I was most proud of is the perseverance and the tenacity and the dedication that those players showed when when two went down for with his injury, 
uh, yeah. in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and and A only put up three more points after that. That's what I'm most proud of because it showed that they could weather the storm, and it showed that regardless of anything that can go wrong, those players weren't going to give in. And you want to see that because that's morale building, that's that's character building. So to me, that was their adversity game, and adversity builds strength in a team. It builds chemistry. It builds continuity. It builds confidence. So now that they've gone through that and they've realized, okay, when 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 everything goes wrong, we can still weather the storm. That mm-hmm. does a lot. That does a lot for team confidence because these situations are going to occur again, and you're going to need you're going to need some stability to take place and to be the focal point for the team, and you're going to need for them to concentrate and know that they can dig in deep and overcome it. And I think this game went a long way towards showing that. Yeah, you talk about playing with character. You know, Coach Prime always says that. And it, it definitely was definitely uh, a character-building game. Um, in, on, a, on the last episode we did, you know, I talked about um, the Alabama a game pretty flippantly. I didn't expect it to be. I, I thought I thought we would win big and win pretty, just like we did last year. But yeah. um, the one intangible I didn't account for was um, – Alabama A&M, they had nothing to lose. They they weren't playing for anything but, you know, school pride. So they were not going to let us come in there and score 40, 50, 60 points. They they were determined not to let us do that. So right. and they and they they lived up to it. You got to take your hats off to them. They they really came to play. They 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 threw the best they had at us and our players, you know, you know, managed we weathered it all, managed it all. So uh hats off to the players uh when when Shador went down. You saw the defense step up. You saw the running game step up. You know, uh, J.P. Andrade stepped in and, you know, kept everything from, you know, falling completely apart. The wheels didn't fall off. So it was just a great all-around team win. We played complimentary football. Special team started off a little shaky. Well, the special team had its moments, but uh, we managed that too. But as you said, it, it was a Murphy's Law game. Everything that could go wrong, it seemed like it did. Uh, you know, the weather wasn't the greatest. Uh, uh, officiating was inconsistent. So it was just a lot that our players could have looked at and said, you know what, and just kind of put their heads down, but they didn't. Right. You 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 use a better word than I would have used for inconsistent officials. I was just boy, you, hey, you still yeah. I was just about to say it, it was it was consistently, but it was consistently <laughs> trash in my opinion. I, I might, you know I, you know we're not editing that out. I think they officiated. Yeah. I think that was one of the worst called games that I've seen in quite some time. I've seen it alone. Yeah, yeah. It's up there. Here's yeah. what we say. In bad calls can, uh, you know, you got to overcome that too because you can't really control that. You know, we, you you want to see uh, your team uh, persevere that. I mean, uh, was everything questionable? Probably not. But um, here's what I will say because the coaches ain't buying that. That's us talking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Coach said on the call, um, on the swag, coaches called that as of right now, we're the most, we're one of the most penalized teams in the conference right now. It's kind of a very bad trend because that's not living to the mind. You know, one of the, uh, I would say, 20% of, or 20, 20% of his mom is being disciplined. And uh, right now, we're not very disciplined. We're not, um, we're doing the things that are giving referees the, the, the calls to throw flags and, and blow their whistles. So we got to clean that up. And like I told Shaq, hey, listen, this was the best game that this could have happened for. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't I wouldn't have wanted this to happen against Alcorn and definitely don't want it to happen in the SWAC championship, potentially the celebration bowl. We don't want that. So it's going to happen. Why not happen now? And it happened with a win. 
able to continue our season, uh, so forth and so on. But you know, like I said, we, we're gonna be nice. We're gonna be nice. We're not gonna be nasty. But we feel I like I like the way you put it. Uh, uh, very inconsistent, and, and we like to see that get better all around the board because bad calls affect both teams. So, uh, but nevertheless, uh, in the opening drive, I say this: the opening drive, Alabama and them receive a kick out. They go right down the field and they they, they score on us, even though it's a field goal. You know, this was a. Uh, I would say consistently we've seen teams kind of when they get the ball go down and score on it, you know. So uh gives you give you thoughts real quick on kind of those opening opening drive scores. And that's something that's kind of uncharacteristic for the defense, but I say this this past game was um they bent some, but they didn't break. This, they definitely bent this past game. We, oh, we, we when you dive into the numbers, it was we <laughs> we lost a lot of gave up a lot of first downs, a lot of yards, lost the time of possession. It just you know, you would think, but the most important category was the win column, and we got that. We put up the right amount of points. But go ahead. Well, I mean, you got to look at um, Connell Maynard as a as a football coach, and one that is going to be very. Um, he's going to take some. He, he takes a lot of risk in his games and in, um, in his coaching style. And I mean, just to start off the game. We get them down to fourth down, uh, but they end up executing a well-timed fake punt. Um, and then right. we get them down to another fourth down, and they and they're able to execute. So the plays were there for us to um to for us to execute. You know, um, we had some missed gap assignments on that fake punt. If if the if, if the if the right D line, you know, if he covers that gap, that play doesn't happen. Um, so that's just as you mentioned earlier, that's discipline. That's making sure you play your role and you play your assignment and you don't deviate from it just because you're trying to be aggressive in making a play. Sometimes you just need to play your assignment. But hats off to AM because they when they made the plays that they had to, they did. Um, um, and and when we had to make the plays that we needed to, we did. And and we were able to overcome some of our the shortcomings that, that existed early in the game. And um and 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 I'm not gonna say squeak out a victory, but to me, it was a convincing victory, even though the stat line doesn't probably show it. But you you could tell that there was an opportunity for us to really put our foots on their neck and dominate that game going into the third quarter. Um, but then Shadour goes down with that injury, and that changes the entire momentum of the game. Uh, but overall, the plays were there for us to take. Uh, we just didn't execute uh, early in the first quarter. And that's been a habit. That's been a consistent theme for this team going forward. And I can't wait for the game where they put it all together. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that game was week one and then we haven't really seen it since. Uh, but, uh, this for, for some odd reason, I really can't put a finger on it. Uh, you know, maybe there's someone that's, that's close to the guys in the locker room that can kind of figure out what's going on beforehand. But, uh, we, we saw Alabama a and do it. We saw Valley do it. It just marched right down the field. You know, and they 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 bum first on us like Michael Valley. I'm like, man, what's what's going on? And not that I get concerned or anything, because I know eventually, you know, we're gonna settle down and start playing. But you know, yeah, Shaq, you said it's, it's execution. We're yeah. just not um, when, when we come out, we're just not uh, clicking on all cylinders like we need to be. Uh, you said, you know, miss tap, miss tackles. Uh, you know, uh, guys out of, out of alignment and assignment. Uh, it's just uh, a lot of a lot of mental mistakes what we see on on those first drives. And then, you know, of course, they come back to the sideline, you know, Coach DT getting them a little bit, and then they, you know, they off, off to the races. Well, 
You know, I, and I think it's a combination of the teams not matching sometimes the intensity of the opposing team because, you know, these, these teams that we're playing, the last thing that they want to do is be the recipient of a blowout. They don't want to be blown out. So they're going to do everything in their power to basically catch us off guard and do some of the things that we don't expect them to do. Um, and I think that's how they start off the game. They start off the games very aggressive and they try to catch us off guard, but eventually things revert back to the norm. Um, oh, absolutely. That's what you kind of yeah. saw in the game. Yeah, but, yeah. Right right now we, we were playing a bunch of teams that um that really aren't playing for anything right now. That's kind of yep. been the tail end of our schedule. So uh, you know, if if, if the um, if the Swack East is online, you know, Maynard probably doesn't go for that fake punt. He's not gonna risk that, but yeah, they come into the game playing with house money. The only thing they have nothing to lose, everything in the game. Uh, again, that's that intangible, and it's going to be the same way next week. So uh, we just have to be prepared to come out there and play our A game because they're they're going to throw everything at us. Absolutely, absolutely. A couple of notable things that transpired in the game because, like I said, we, we did talk about um, us kind of shooting ourselves in the foot, not being disciplined. Right? Kevin Coleman got his uh, kick return. Beautiful kick return, man. I, I thought it was in response to the field goal, and I'm pumped up. I'm excited. I'm I'm I'm, I'm jumping around. I'm who who run, and then you they pan the camera, and that little yellow thing is on the on the ground, man. And it's like, oh my goodness, coming back, you know. So I mean, yeah, and still it still looked very electric. I thought he was uh, he he looked like every bit of the ESPN top 100 player that we. Signed, you know, they, you know, they came in and signed with us in class 2022, and uh, he's been lights out, man. And uh, I just hate that he didn't get a chance to get his shine on, man. And we, you know, once again, another touchdown negated by penalties. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I don't understand it. I, I didn't when when I was looking at it live, and I watched that last block to see if it was a block in the back or a like, blind side block, and it wasn't. I, I didn't see that. Um, and so um, I got I got a confession. Okay. It wasn't the last block. It was called on Jency Riley. Ah. Uh, go back and look at it. It was the first block that was made before he made the cut. And I'm gonna just say this to all the players: if what the coaches say, if you can see his name on the back of his jersey, if you can see the number, don't touch him. <laughs> and then I, but here's what I say: I can't. I wasn't at the game, so I don't know if that's what they threw the flag on. Some some people saying that it was that last block, and if that yeah. was, and that's just a preacher. Yeah. Now, now I, I, I was told it was the last block. So if it was the last block, then that was that was focused. If, yeah, if it was, yeah. but if it, if it was if it was a block in the black back, you can say now. Here's what some may say: Well, I mean, you know, he did block the reason, yeah. the reason so, why I said it was a. Uh, um, it was considered the last block is because a block in the back, I think, is a five yard penalty, right? Mm -hmm. And you look like, at what it what it spotted the ball. But but he mentioned it was a personal foul, and I'm like, personal foul, okay? Yeah, they did say personal foul. Personal so, I said, foul. Hey. so I'm like, okay, it's a personal foul. Okay, what what was that? And I'm like, okay, all right. So it's got to be the last block. Hey, we we just gonna use the term inconsistent. Inconsistent. Yeah, inconsistent yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, and, but you know. It, <sighs> and the same thing with Wyman, man. You know, Wyman got him a touchdown. You know, I'm, I'm celebrating. I go downstairs, grab a beer, come back up. 
And you know, we 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 lined up again. Like, what's going on? Yeah, it got to the point, man. Where every time we did something good, I was just like, "Is it gonna yeah. stick? Is it gonna stick? Is it is it good? We good? Okay, all right, we good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. you know the funny thing about all of this? I called Mike and I said, "Mike, is instant replay not available this game?" And Mike yeah. said, "I don't think it is." And yeah, and Mike said, "I don't think it is." And I'm like, "It can't be. It just can't be. I haven't seen us do a replay yet." Of nothing, and then, and then lo and behold, they bold to get an interception. All of replay work, and I see yeah. replay. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> so, 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 so you know, a lot of people are talking about that, saying, "Oh, there's an interception." Oh, I, I'll give them that one. Okay, I'm okay with that. But here's mm -hmm. a play, fellas, that I, I I think is just egregious. Like, how do you do this? I'm gonna explain it, and y'all just give me your take on it. What's the case? Former Jack State Tiger. Quarterback in that Alabama AM now. Hikes the ball. He throws the ball to Eagland. He's running back. He's way behind the line and it's basically a lateral. He fumbles the ball, fellas. He don't catch it. And, it, and we pick it up, scoop it. Zay Bolden gone down the field. Touchdown. It's called a touchdown on they put the points on the board. Yeah. They put the points on the board. I didn't know that referees could huddle up. And say, did y'all see what y'all just saw? No, nah, I don't think I saw it. It was, it was. Well, I so, tell you what, the rule should. I mean, in the rule, if you, in order to overturn a call, you have to, it has to be done via review. Exactly. That's right. You can't. You can't. Guys thought that it was the review wasn't available because they didn't use review when review was necessary. No. Uh, so. Yeah. Um. It, my my rule of thumb is this. Um. In in Alabama, they they just do what they want to do, man. Um. You know, regardless of what we're playing, they the the rest just kind of do what they want to do. It's just like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a twilight zone. It uh, is like, like a bizarro world when, yeah. you know, official, uh, when you get out there, man. So, and then, so and, you know, and, it, 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 and it, it is, surprised me every, every time we made a play. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a flag. They gonna find something. Uh, and it, Mike, they'll, they'll find Mike, something. And Mike is 100 percent right because even during the Comagey era. It was just like when you go to Alabama, just know that funny things is just gonna happen. Right. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of different little weird things, but a couple of positive notes. I mean, we want to highlight the, the the fellas that did score, right? For sure. Uh, you know, shout out to Hollywood Shane Hooks, beautiful. Uh, I mean, amazing. Uh, two two throws a, a touchdown to him right before the end of the half. Yeah. You got um, DJ Stevens. DJ, DJ Stevens again. I mean, I'm so pumped up and excited about DJ. Just a tight end, period, man. Get some yeah. love, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, DJ then Willie Gaines. Willie Gaines get one. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, we got a player, man. We've been saying he was going to get a touchdown and an interception all season long, and it finally happened, man. Shout out to Travis Hunter, man, getting his first Trail. interception and getting his first touchdown in the same game. He played yeah. both sides of the ball. I mean, it, I mean, let's speak a little bit on Travis. I wanted to not not to negate everything that we just discussed. You know, shout out to DJ, shout out to Shane. Happy to see Willie Gaines get in the end zone again. He was a little quiet for a little little period, and I know he was happy. And uh, but but this is this is good to see Travis. This is Travis is officially uh, on the board in college. Right. Got his interception, got his touchdown. Let's talk about it. Well, look, I mean, I'm. I mean, you kind of said it earlier, but um, I was happy that he kind of got the proverbial monkey off his back because 
you know, everybody is waiting for that big game for him to come through, for him to have his first INT, his, his first touchdown. And I was just happy that it happened in the same game. So now that pressure is gone, kind of. You know, so now he can kind of get into his groove and play his game uh, and be effective in it. I mean, right now, team's still are testing him, and he's like, he's like, okay, keep testing me. Keep testing me. And, um, and, Pretty good and, with that. You know, he made like, quarterbacks in the throwing. Yeah. I mean, think that they yeah. really yeah. not. He's been doing that since high school. Keep going. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, he's, I, I'm, I'll say this. I think the sky's the limit for this kid. And I think going for these last, uh, this last game and, and going into the SWAC championship game, I think he's going to kick it into another gear. I do. I think I think having that pressure off him to try to get his first INT and his first touchdown, now that that's over with, he can kind of, you know, play his game and do what he wants to do and, and take advantages of what the defensive, the schemes are going to show him, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. So I can't wait to see what the coaches are going to scheme up for him to take advantage of what, how do these defenses are going to play him. Because right now, I don't think anybody can match his – Athletic ability and intangibles in the swag. No, not at all. Should have had Shador overthrew him on a wide open. He had a what be like three to five yards. He was, yeah. he was yeah. but go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, hey, this this is what we've been waiting for, right? You know, yep. ever since the spring game when he got off, he had interceptions. He was picking off Shador like 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 it was nothing. You know, <laughs> he kept, kept the screen pass, house it. Like I'm like, dude, you know, deep. These are all sweat, you know, guys you're playing against right here. So I can imagine what you can do, you know, in a you know in a regular game. And he's finally right. got his health together, and and he did it right there in, in the in the in the in the same game. And I think I, I text Ken when it happened. I was I said I can't remember the last time a guy had an interception on defense and a touchdown on offense since Cletus Gordon, and yeah. he did it in one season. Travis did it in a game. <laughs> hey, all I can say is special, man. Hey, but yeah. gave him a charge. Get in that weight room. Gotta get in that yeah. weight room, man. Gotta get that weight up. Cause he knows, coach been uh, coach coach knows that you know the the the, the higher this thing goes and the next level that you get to, you definitely want to put that weight on, man. But he has some irking jerk in him, man, that you know, he almost housed that thing. But we got we had penalties galore after he got the interception. <laughs> Back to that inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah. After that, they said never again, never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, one other person I do want to touch on uh in this game was uh Mr. Savion Wilkerson. Can y'all believe that Savion fell one yard shy? Of one thousand, so he's at nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> he had one hundred and three yards rushing. I want to say on, on twenty one carries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can stat check that. But I know he had one hundred and three yards. He needed one hundred and four. He goes into the game with eight ninety six. He one hundred four to clips one thousand. I'm like somebody should have saw that and just gave him the yeah. ball. Gave him yeah. I know we put Tito in the game. Love Tito. <laughs> Give him one more carry. But you know yeah. what you said, Mike B, tell, 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 tell our listeners and our, our subscribers what you said, you know, how we should start the game off in Alcorn. <laughs> I said in Alcorn, first play, first first drive, first play, just handing the ball and they let them keep it. Thousand yards. Just handing the ball and just get the ball to him, let them take it on as a memento. Just let yeah. him get a thousand yards. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed give it to him again. Yeah. Agreed. As a matter of fact, that all-corn game, I, I venture to say, should probably be 
75% running. <laughs> I think I think I think every running back 75 running. Listen, 75% running solely yeah. by the running backs. Yep. Yep. I think y'all know where I'm going next. I don't yep. want to see nothing. I don't want to see number two running. What what coach say? Coach said we gonna think he a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm serious. I mean, I would. Every running back on the squad is gonna be getting time in this game. <laughs> hey, well, thing about Alcorn in the next game is that they run the ball. They got the they got the league's leading rusher, Javion Howard. I think that's his name. Uh, I want to say Javion. If, if if I misstated it, then I apologize. Um, he's a he's a he's a beast, man. You know he's, he, a, he's, he's a bruiser. He's a He's a baller. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to definitely uh, lock in. And I put eight in the box, and I don't think their quarterback is gonna be much of a threat. But uh, even if he was, then we got we got the DBs that could, you know, that he's he'd have to get. We just spoke with Travis Hunter, but uh, but before we even get into Alcorn, we we got a whole week to really talk about that and really get prepared for that. Um, let's talk about what transpired with Shador. I mean, I, I think I think we all knows that uh, this team goes as two goes. You know, I mean, we have the best quarterback in the league. He's up for the Connolly Trophy. Uh, it was great to see his name in the list. And I looked at all the candidates that he's up against. Hey, this might be the year that we see an HBCU player win the Connolly. I, I I know they got some notables, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, let's talk about this injury, man. I mean, I, I felt like. You know, uh, we needed a first down. Shador did what he normally does. He went to go get the first down. But I think he let the players get a little too close to him and he wasn't in a position to slide. And um, when you don't do that, you leave yourself open. I feel like, you know, like I said, let me let me, let me me say this. I'm not saying that the players that hit him did anything wrong. They did what they needed to do. But from the replay, what I saw, it looked like they made helmet-to-helmet contact. They and, did. Uh, been called targeting. But, again, it goes back to show. You got a you got a quarterback laying down flat on his face, uh, and you don't go and take a review. You know what I mean? I, I've never seen anybody get knocked out. I maybe you guys have. Somebody get hit in the shoulder, and they fall out. You know what I mean? You know, a little woozy or whatever. It's possible, but he did get hit twice from both sides, so it could have you know it rattled him and shook him up a little bit. But the reaction to that just was like, wow, here we go. You know what I mean? Like. And uh, I'll let you guys take it from there, and we'll, we'll move from there. Well, you know, if, if I can say anything about this, I'd say if we were playing an FBS team, there would have been an immediate ejection for targeting on that play call, especially how, how leagues try to protect quarterbacks right now. I mean, it's a topic in the NFL, and it's obviously a topic in the NCAA as well. And when you see a quarterback go down like that, um, you know, you expect for the official, the officials to stop play and go to the replay booth to determine the severity of the hit where the contact occurred uh, and if it was targeting. And when you see a player go down face first on the ground, you know that the person got hit in the head in the helmet. So that should be a trigger. That should have been a trigger. It should have been no confusion then. It should have been an immediate opportunity for the officials to say, we're going to the replay booth to see what transpired and that didn't happen and i think that probably caught the 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 ire of jsu fans more than anything else in the game and there was just like compounded from some of the other lost calls that we we felt didn't go our way in that game as well but overall you know 
up until that point, I thought Shadur played a, a decent game. Um, he had some wonderful throws right before um, uh, right before halftime, where he had some wonderful clock management. You know, getting out getting out of bounds, stopping the clock, um, and had a wonderful pass to Shane Hooks in the back of the end zone. I mean, a wonderful pass right on time. So you know, yep, yeah. I mean, so up until that point, you know, he was he was he was taking what they were giving him. Uh, he was he was he was he, he saw that he he knew how to slide because he slid in the first half yeah. um, going to the sideline. So, you know, um, that there was an option for him. But I hate that he didn't slide with that. But I will say this, Ken, and, and uh, it might be I'm not happy that happened. That event, I'm not happy he got deemed in the head. But what I am excited about is his newfound motivation now to know that he has to slide. Because you know how kids are. Until it happens, you don't think it's gonna happen. But now that it happens, now you're more alert and you're more yeah. conscious. Now yeah, we've been talking about it for quite some time. We've yeah. talked about it off, off record. Like, hey man, we don't want to see. Listen, I, I I'm okay with Shador dropping his head and going in shoulder first, and he coming up, you know, flexing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Shador, but I don't want to see him do that. You get what I'm saying? I would, yeah. I, I'd rather him just make the path because he's so important to what we do. But I, I wanted to just throw that in. It might be I'll let you let you rock out on that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna try to be as diplomatic about it, you know, as possible. But uh, second game in a row, two games in a row, where you know he he's been targeted. You know, there, there's been some foul play and nothing. Uh, called. There was, there was no call at all. So, um, what I don't get is it, it's, it's a bang bang play. And Shaq, you said it, it, it caught our JSU fans. It needs to get our our the swag office as well, uh, because if you care anything about player safety, uh, any kind of bang bang play like that, it needs to be reviewed for targeting. And secondly, it should have been reviewed to see if that was actually a fumble. Um, the ball did come out, but it wasn't. You know, I'm not sure if his knee was down. But there was no review of any kind of any sort, and when when I didn't see a flag or a review of any sort, to me that's that's disappointing. If they reviewed it and they said, you know what, it's not targeting, I'd be cool with that. But when it's bang bang like that, and you got a play on the ground that's possibly concussed, and you got the side judge right there, and, and everybody's looking around like, well, like what, what 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 targeting? That, that that's unacceptable. Uh, but again, Shaq said prior to that he he was playing a great game. Um, the completion percentage wasn't what it usually is, but he did have a lot of drops. We, you know, that, that was, and maybe the weather had uh, a part to play in that, but I received a drop, uh, more passes than, um, than, than usual. Uh, but he, he played a great game and, uh, hopefully he gets himself better and, uh, gets ready to play against Alcorn and, uh, hopefully we hand the ball off more and we see him slide more. Uh, he did slide, uh, the first time he kind of came up gimpy. It looked like, it looked like he hurt himself yeah. the first time he slid. And then he got back up. So I don't know if he just didn't, didn't trust the turf or or, or or his cleats, but man, that, um, that, that turf burns, man. <laughs> yeah, it looked like hey, I, I told Shaq, I said it looked like he had a glute burn. <laughs> yep. Yep. That turf burns, man. Sure. So, yep. so he probably figured, you know, and, and you got to think about it. I mean, two years and he hadn't had that type of injury. I mean, he got banged up a little bit last season, but uh, for the most part, I, I like that. I think the thing that makes it a little bit more negligent to your point might be to kind of hammer it, hammer it home. That was a third thing that transpired after he was down on the ground. That was two players from Alabama and them kind of leaning over him, you know, saying whatever they said. And 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 obviously something was said because you can see the reaction from our Jack State player. 
and you had referees right there. So instead of them calling the flag, throwing the flag, which they would have had the ball still because it was a fumble recovery, he'll move them back some. But that's another thing that it just it just feels like negligence on the part of the professionals who's supposed to be there to control the game, keep the game, uh, to call it like they see it, and it just felt like it really felt like. And when you don't do that, you don't do that. It leaves you open for criticism. It leaves you open for those to say, "Well, what 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 were you looking at?" For you to see a fumble, a bang bang play, player concussed, and then you got players talking smack, and the professionals are standing there watching, and no one does anything, and it just feels like it's somewhat out of control, and yet. The people that are very, I would say, the Jackson State non-lovers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we when we highlight that, we don't have a premise to say that. And in actuality, I think that's just, I think it's hogwash. I think you, uh, in, in, in any instance, if, if the tables are turned, you know, everyone feels how they feel. But nevertheless, uh, I'll say this. I'm happy to see that he was up. He was smiling. He was with his teammates after he went out to on his own strength. Uh, he didn't return. You know, we had JP come in the game. Brian wasn't too uh, well pleased with you know, his play. You know, he kind of came in cold, and and and. Uh, but like you said, we only gave up three points. Matter of fact, let me let me let me let me share this with you guys, and then we'll go ahead and close this uh this episode out. But uh, this one transpired after that fumble, right? <clears throat> crazy, crazy series, right? Alabama and them scores the field goal, makes it score 23 uh 27-13. Then we fumble on the ensuing kickoff. They return it, <laughs> right? Then um, uh, you get the bold and INT on the ensuing play. That gets overturned. And then the second, the play right after that, Bolden recovers the fumble and takes the thing to the 50 yard line, which eventually get, actually took him past the 50, and then we got it. So it was just a it was a it was a it was just a fluky, just a, a funky game, man. And I it got to a point for me, I was like, you know what? Let's just get this game over with, man. Get yeah. out of here. Because yeah. I, I, I ain't good to us right now. We got to get out of here with this dub. Hey. You, know, you know, the first thing that popped in my mind after they um, after they overturned the interception by Zay, first thing I said is, ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. First thing I said, I said, ball don't lie. Because right after that, he was able to get his fumble recovery. And look, and to think, if if all things go as planned, Zay has a phenomenal game. Oh, I said Zay had the best game that never happened. I've ever seen. Phenomenal <laughs> game, man. <laughs> he had an INT. He yeah. had uh, what, did, what did he have? A fumble recovery? Or what? What, what, yeah. what else did he do? He, and, and to think, he almost had he almost had another interception that went. Yeah, he should have had that. He should have had that. He one. The only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he can still put that on, on his film, you know. But I mean, the, the, they'll, they'll never know it was called back. That's true. That's just celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Anything? Y'all got anything else? So we we'll go ahead and get ready to close this one out, man. Uh, we got yeah. listen. At the end of the day, this is like one of those Al Davis games. Just win, baby. We won yeah. the game. And I yeah. said it's funny, you know, in my, you know, science is, you know, math is the only true science. You got Alabama State, we win 26 12. Alabama State, we win 27 13. We literally win by the same point margin. We go through, it's, 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 it's a grinding out the mud, hard to win in Alabama style uh, for this year, but we pulled it off, man. And, uh, 
kudos to the team and the coaches. You know, like I said, it, 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 we, we come out this thing 10 and now we get to go to Lorman to play against that school down in Lorman. We're going to take over Jack Spence. We're going to show up. We're going to sell a game out. We're going to close that thing out, man, with 11-0. and 0. That, At least that's the expectation. Y'all got that before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Um, again, like you said about that, the game of Mobile, I was just – you know, halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, all right, let's just get the win and get and get back on the road because, you know, this, this is just not our night. Let's just get the dub and get on out of here. You know, I'll be satisfied with whatever score as long as we got more points on the board than they do. Um, and, and then, again, the, the refs, it, it was like they tried to prolong. I'm tired of talking about it, but the game was prolonged so long. In the fourth quarter, the, the first 51 oh, seconds of the fourth quarter, it took 14 minutes to, to run it. It's like, it's like I, I don't know what's going on. And then – Another thing I found very peculiar, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut up after this. One thing I found very peculiar, I don't know how common this is, but I looked at the box scores uh, of all the SWAT teams, and all the SWAT games this week and the week before, and the one thing that's different with our from the, against Alabama A&M is that we, the, the officials were not listed on the box on the, on the, uh, the box sheet, on the box score. <laughs> the, the officials, the, the names weren't there. You go back to look at all the other games, uh, they're they're listed there. That's that's something that they they keep record of, and for whatever reason, may, maybe it's pretty common. Maybe somebody in the comment section can can speak to it that's that, that's familiar with that. But I, I just found that very peculiar. I I I don't think anything is peculiar anymore. I think everything is intentional. That ain't no <laughs> that ain't no coincidence. Hey, no comment on that one, man. I'm, we're, we're gonna close it out with no, that one. Man. No comment on that one, but I will say this. Um, I'm glad the team had that type of game right now. I'm glad yeah. that they had that game underneath. They got it underneath their belt. It's back. It's over with. They, I think they learned a lot from that game. I think Shadur learned a lot from that game. I think Travis took away a, a ton from that game. I think Shane and the rest of those players, you know, took a ton for that game. Prayers up to um, uh, number nine who got injured. Um Quay Davis. Quay Davis. Quay Davis. Up to Quay Davis. Yeah. I hope I hope I hope it's not a serious injury, but prayers up to you, young fella, young king. I hope every, all things is good with you. But yeah, overall great block when I'm first glad, touchdown. Yeah. yeah. I'm That's just good. glad this game is, is beneath us, is is behind us. And now we can kind of take all the lessons from all of these last three or four games that we've had that have been unusually close and 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 now stick to what prime is. And the coaching staff is really preaching right now, which is every snap, every series, every quarter, dominate. Just dominate. And I think that's right there. That's a perfect way to stop it. That's a perfect way to end it. Fellas, we're 10-0. and 0. We're looking to be 11-0. And, and we're going on to the SWAC championship. Man. We, the beast of the East, back-to-back SWAC East champions. Gonna, yep. we, we, we booked the berth. Uh, be sure to go ahead and get your SWAC championship tickets. They went on sale officially today. Uh, don't wait. Let's sell this thing out. Let's make it a good showing. Uh, look like we may be playing Prairie View, but the West is still open. We'll see who we get the chance to play. But until then, only thing we focus on is going to Lorman, taking over, and coming out that thing 11 and 0. It's Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Ken Clark, Mike B, Big A. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Do y'all love, Tigers. baby? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.